Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segevis YouTube and Podcast. This is the YouTube and Podcast show. We're talking about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Let YouTube know that you like the content, that you like to see more of it. Also helps me to help more people, which is awesome. Uh, this is actually a live stream. So if you're watching this right now, feel free to, to drop me a, you know, a comment or a, in the chat. I may also drop the join link and invite people to join on. If you if you kind of want to jump in and talk with me about some of this, feel free to do so. But yeah, I'm going to make sure that my, yep, my audio is working. All right. I think we are good to go. So in this episode, <clears throat> which probably isn't going to be very long, and I didn't broadcast that I was doing this live stream mostly because I, well, I just wanted to jump in and do it kind of spontaneous. I wrote a blog post earlier today titled healing the wounds from your past to improve your dating life and that's exactly what this particular live stream is going to be about <clears throat> now once again if you have something that you'd like to say about this topic or if you want to talk about you know maybe how you know your wounds from the past your trauma have impacted your dating life feel free to uh, drop me a comment you know either in uh, facebook or youtube i'm live on both of those platforms so feel free to drop a comment and let me know um, otherwise you know i'll just continue on and talk about this um, and basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to go through this blog post that i wrote and this is really important because a lot of people deal with this a lot of people don't know how to date without having their trauma and their shadow material and their past wounds, you know, uh, basically making it more difficult for them or impeding the process. And what it does is it gets in the way of us being genuine and authentic in expressing ourselves. And so that's the, that's the, the, the goal is to overcome that, right? But to overcome it, we have to heal and move on from our past. And, um, now, this is a pretty involved process. And as I go through this blog post, um, you'll kind of hear, you know, that, you know, it's not a one size fits all solution for everyone. You know, there's there are a lot of things to think about and it's not always so cut and dry how to fix these things. But but we're going to kind of go over it here and try to make heads and tails of it in a helpful way. So first of all, um, you know, I, I actually wrote this blog post because I was working on my book earlier this morning. And, and as I was writing my book, this was what I was writing about. And there's a section of my book um, that's titled The Grand, Beautiful, and Mysterious Human Mating Dance. And basically, you know, the human mating dance is kind of my way of describing what I would call the overall 
picture of human mating behavior as it's acted out in real time. It's one of my very favorite subjects to talk about. And it's a topic that I'm very passionate about. And I think it's actually very beautiful. And it's very, you know, I just find it infinitely interesting, which is why I even do this and why I talk about this, because I think it's so fascinating. Like, um, I, I enjoy dating, right? And and as the, those of you who, who listen to me often know, the reason that I started this whole thing, started this channel, started all of this was because I had such a hard time dating after I got out of my long-term marriage, didn't know how to date, didn't understand women. And that led me on this journey. I wanted to learn. I wanted to actually have a good dating life, led me here. Um, now I do you know, dating coaching. I create content, basically trying to help other people learn what I learned. And I'm working on my book. That's about the exact same thing. And so this is an excerpt from that place in the book. And But see, the thing is, is that um, I'm not just, so I'm not just in this because I enjoy dating, you know, and I like being good at it, whatever. Um, I actually am really passionate about the overall topic of human mating behavior. Like, I think it's a fascinating topic. And I think it is a topic that has a lot of, more to it than most people realize. It's very, very deep. And the more you learn about it, the more actually really incredible and beautiful it turns out to be. A lot of people kind of make it a negative thing. Um, our wounds from the past, that's part of that. It makes it a negative thing, right? And that's no good. That's going to keep us from having the best dating experience we could possibly have. All right. I'm going to read the section though that I wrote from the book. And once again, you know, if you're watching this, um, I don't think there's anyone viewing right now. I'm still getting used to the streaming platform, but feel free to drop me a comment and let me know if you'd like to jump in and I'll, I'll drop a join link and maybe you can jump on and we'll talk. All right. Here's the excerpt from the, from the book that I was working on earlier. The problems that most people experience in their dating lives are like wounds. These wounds are made up of many things from their past that are currently keeping them from experiencing the truly fulfilling dating lives they desire. Learned patterns of behavior, emotional trauma from the past, hurt feelings we've endured as a result of rejection, bad advice we've gotten over the years from people who didn't really know how the dating marketplace worked, personality quirks we've never learned to sort through. All of these things can and often do sabotage our efforts to date effectively. And that isn't even all of it. The list goes on and on. But unfortunately, most traditional dating advice fails to acknowledge how our mindset about dating in the modern world tends to be built on crumbling sets of false principles, facts, ideals, and outright mistruths about love, romance, attraction, and dating. And at the end of the day, it is these foundational untruths that keep us from being as successful in the dating marketplace as we could be. Why? because our trauma and shadow material from the past tends to get in the way of our organic, genuine expression of our true selves. And so that's the end of the quote from the book or the excerpt from the book. And again, that's my book that the title has not been announced yet and it's scheduled for release in January of 2022. So it's, we've got a little ways till it's done for sure. I'm working hard on it, try to get it done by that deadline. But um, that's what this blog post is based on. And I'm just going to go ahead and read through this a bit more. Uh, I'm going to continue to read the blog post. So all of this brings up a question. How do we deal with the wounds from our past so that we can actually work on improving our dating life and moving forward successfully now? And that really is the big question. Uh, this isn't always an easy thing to figure out. That's really the answer. To a point, the answer will depend on your specific situation. 
in my experience, uh, there are a few things that everyone should do to work on themselves, to overcome their wounds and to heal themselves from the trauma and shadow material of their past. And here's a list of some of the things that I think everyone should do. Number one, therapy, right? Never hurt anybody. Find a good therapist so that you have someone to talk to, right? Uh, number two, reading good books. One of the books that really was instrumental in helping me to overcome a lot of my baggage and shadow material from the past was um, to Be a Man, A Guide to True Masculine Power by Robert Augustus Masters. Um, that was an incredible book that really helped me to understand myself as a man better. Um, it's more of a book for men. Women could read it as well and gain some insight into like shadow material from it and also insight into like the masculine side of things. But uh, that's a really, really good book that I would encourage anyone to read. There are other good books though, um, you know, I've read a number of really good self-help books uh, like um, uh, let's see some good examples here. Uh, Arnold education of a bodybuilder that is kind of like a self-help book. And while it's more about fitness um, there's also the element of learning how to like be yourself, be authentic, be genuine. Right. Um, and then books that more specifically deal with kind of, you know, delving things up from the past. Nothing comes to mind right now. It's kind of a, a difficult topic, but, um, you know, to be a man, a guy to true masculine power is my favorite one. Uh, okay. The next one is studying successful people. So for me, this is really important. Now keep in mind that this can have some blind spots. You want to really be looking at yourself, but when you study successful people, it can help to give you a model of what to do. Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of my thought mentors, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I really love like his outlook and his mentality on things lately. Elon Musk has been a thought mentor of mine. I've been kind of like watching his interviews and learning how he thinks and how he acts. And then, um, you know, some other guys who've been really instrumental, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Gary V. And then guys like Jordan Peterson, really instrumental in helping me to understand more about not just myself, but the world and, and humans in general. These are some examples of people who I've read, and there's many others, you know, but these are examples of people who I've read, who I've had, who have had a profound positive impact on my life. And so, but as I study them, right, and I keep my focus on these men who I believe in, men who, have achieved things that I would like to achieve. I, as I study them, I learn from them, right? So that's a really good thing, especially if you don't tend to be around a lot of people who have accomplished what you want to accomplish. If you study people who have accomplished what you want to accomplish, it can really help you to get in that headspace and get out of maybe the, you know, the scarcity mindset that pervades most, um, most normal human communities, right? Uh, and that actually leads to the next point leaving negative friends behind to join more positive circles. So this one's kind of a difficult one because the thing is, is um, you really do take on a lot of the attributes of the people you spend time around, right? So if you're spending time around like losers, spending time around people who have a scarcity mentality, spending time around people with a victim mentality, these things are going to be more likely to pervade your way of thinking. And, you know, it's always been said, you know, well, you could be around these people and lift them up. Well, you can, but you've got to be careful because it's a lot easier to get pulled down than just lift someone up. Why? Because it actually takes work to move upward, to be more productive, to be uh, more proactive, to be more creative, right? To be more focused. These things all take more effort. 
So the path of least resistance, right? The path of least, least resistance is generally the path that people take by default. And if you're offered a path of low, lesser resistance, blaming other people for your problems, blaming everyone else but yourself, you know, settling instead of doing the work, these things are the paths of least resistance, right? You're going to be more likely to do that. And when you hang around people who have that mentality, you're going to be much more likely to fall into that. So you might have to leave behind some negative friends, scarcity mentality friends, and get in more positive circles. Get around people who really challenge you. For me, when I started really getting into some business networking groups, you know, in and around where I live, that really opened up to me a whole new, like, group of people who are making more money than me, who are more successful than me, who are working harder than me. Right. And that helped me to realize, oh man, like I could be better. I could be doing better. Um, I could be a better man than I am now. And, and so that was real inspiration for me. Right. And so we do, we want to not only study great people, but we want to try to spend time around great people and, and don't spend time around people who just are losers. You know, that's, you know, people who continue to let the trauma of their past ruin their their current life and relationships, those types of people, they're just gonna drag you down, right? You can't you can't really give them a whole lot of time. Uh, and then the next one, focus more on leveling up mind, body, and spirit. Um, so that's the next, that's the next part is working on like leveling up, getting one percent better every day, right? So when you just stagnate and don't do anything, you're not going to get any better. Your life's not going to get any better. If you want your, you to heal your wounds, if you want to overcome that shadow material from the past, right? If you want to increase your success in the dating marketplace, it's really incumbent upon you to put effort into it. And when it comes to increasing our attraction, overcoming our demons, overcoming our past hurt, we have to focus on becoming a better person, right? Every single day. Now we don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go do a thousand push-ups or you know learn learn philosophy through and through or anything right now. But what you do and do is put a little bit of work every day into making yourself better. See, if we think of it in the long term, five years from now, I would like my life to be marginally better, you know, significantly better. Well, if we spread that across all the days we have. If we just make a little bit of positive advancement every day, that adds up to big change. But see, if people don't put that effort in, they end up, they don't, they don't really just stagnate. They really actually deteriorate. And so that's really all you have. Either you're progressing or you're deteriorating. So we have to be working on getting ourselves better, right? Like for me, it's real simple. I try to walk more every day. I try to do more push-ups. I try to read and listen to good people every day, right? I'm trying to cultivate mindfulness practices, get my life on track, get more control and order in my life. These are all really important things, right? And then intentionally leaving behind the victim mentality is the last one. And we've talked about this. You've heard me talk about this. The victim mentality, basically, you try to blame other people for your problems. If, if that's something that you're doing, that's not going to help you to overcome your past trauma. A lot of people, when they are dealing with trauma, they have the opposite idea of how to fix it than, than is um, beneficial. They think, oh, no, I want people to be sensitive to me. Oh, no, I want to be, I want to feel safe. I have to feel secure. Like you do need those things, but ultimately if you want those demons to stop 
managing your life and your feelings and your relationships for you, you have to face them right head on. You have to, you have to vocalize the issue and you have to own that issue. Maybe someone hurts you that makes you have bad behaviors and relationships, but if you're the one with the bad behaviors, it's still on you, right? And so for me, this was really instrumental. I could blame it on people all I wanted. I could say, oh no, if, if you know, so-and-so didn't break my heart, if so-and-so didn't hurt my feelings, you know, if so-and-so didn't, you know, make me have trust issues, blah, 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 blame it on other people. It's not going to help anything. I have to take responsibility. It's like, you know, so-and-so did this bad thing to me. So-and-so did this bad thing to me. Okay. They did that. That's on them, but it's on me to heal this and move forward so that I don't perpetuate the cycle, right? Because that's exactly what happens. People with a victim mentality, they perpetuate the cycle and they end up hurting people in eerily similar ways as how they were hurt, right? Because they, they never face it. They let it take control of their life. All right. Um, and I'm going to continue to read this. Uh, but the important thing to understand about all of this is that the healing process is important, right? Um, all of these things are important, but what's even more important is that you actually try to heal. You can't just say, oh, whatever, I'm damaged. <laughs> Funny joke. You know, it's like, I mean, there's kind of a dark humor. Sometimes we can hide behind the dark humor saying, you know, like self-depreciating, like, oh, haha, I'm so complicated. Ha ha ha. You know, these things, but it's like, okay, like you can do that, but if you don't actually face the problem, you're never actually going to fix it, right? And we want to fix it. We want to have a good dating life. It's no fun to self-sabotage ourselves, right? Because of our past trauma and wounds. It's no fun. Um, you have an obligation to heal your past trauma if you wish to be successful in the dating marketplace. And that's just straight facts. Um, why? Because if you don't, you're bound to carry those wounds into your relationships and spread that shadow material to other people. Uh, this is something you'll do unconsciously through small or maybe large quirks in your behavior, right? Those things, they, they affect us. So when I first started this journey for myself, I came to a place where I realized that I had some very toxic tendencies that were sabotaging my attempts at dating and hurting the people I was trying to love, right? And that's, that's a hard thing to face. And that's why people don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that it's their fault. They don't want to admit that they got hurt, but the fact that they're still acting out that trauma is their fault. They don't want to admit it because it's it's hard to admit that. It means you have to admit that, yeah, someone did something wrong to me, but I've been doing something wrong to other people. That's a hard thing to admit, but you have to do it if you want to get past it and move forward. Um, I didn't notice it at first. This was partly because I was stuck in a victim mentality myself, right? Uh, I was constantly blaming other people, society, and so on for how unfair the world is for all of my problems, right? That's the victim mentality. This kept me from looking inside myself and understanding that my own wounds were the issue. I was acting out this trauma over and over again, hurting the people I loved and sabotaging my success. Um, I dated many wonderful women before I got all this figured out. But the majority of these women ended up getting pushed away by me. Like I pushed them away due to my, my past trauma and shadow material. And that's what happens is we, we meet cool people who we like or whatever. And then what ends up happening is inevitably, even if we can hide it at first, those wounds will come out. Like when we get our feelings hurt or when we, when we get a, when our fear, like we get a fear response to something or someone does something that, that triggers like our, our anger or our sadness or whatever, then we act out and we push them away at, you know, or we hurt them or at the very least it makes it really awkward and it makes us difficult to love. Right. Um, 
And what it really is, is it's a, it's an inability to interface with people at a deeper level, a deeper human level, because these, we have blockages, right? These wounds are like blockages. They're made up of the wounds from the past. Um, now, once again, as I was going through this, like I learned, I actually was learning how to date and stuff at the same time. So in some ways I learned the dating skills faster than I learned the, how to deal with my issues from the past. And sometimes I would get ahead of myself. So I would, I would get good at dating and then it would be going well. And then the girl would get pushed away or whatever. Right. Um, so maybe sometimes at first it didn't come out, but then it would eventually come out. And it's just, you can't get away from it. it it's going to exist at some level if you don't deal with it. And other people are going to have to either they're going to have to deal with it or more than likely what's going to happen is you're going to push them away or they're going to leave because they're, they're going to realize the truth. This person isn't well, this person is still hurt and wounded and see it's no one else's responsibility to fix you. And they won't, they won't do it. And they have every right to walk away because we're not responsible for other people unless we choose to take responsibility. Right. But they're not going to choose to take responsibility for you if they're high value at all, because they're going to realize that that's your responsibility to fix on your own. So you can't put that off on anyone else. Like, just like me, I had to learn it wasn't anyone else's problem. I had to fix that problem. Um, yeah, it, it impacts us at every stage. I'm, I'm going through this blog post here, seeing if there's anything else. Um, okay. Unfortunately, now this is the hard part about this. This process of healing is so unique to every person that I can't really write a detailed guide for how to overcome it. And that's the, that's the issue is because everyone is a little different of a person. Everyone is different trauma. Everyone is different stuff from the past. You can't, um, you can't slap a one size fits all on, on that. I don't think like, not that I know of, um, at least not for me. Um, the best I can do though, is to lay out kind of the overarching principles and steps that helped me to work through my own, um, you know, healing from wounds and trauma so that you can apply this basic framework to your own life in your own way to begin your own healing process, unique and specific to you. Right. So, and there's seven steps here and I'm just going to go through these steps a little bit. Um, kind of quickly. Num so, so, and this section is titled how to heal your wounds from the past so that you can move past them and improve your dating life. That's the whole goal. So here are the steps I took. Number one, you acknowledge your role in your dating failures. So you have to take responsibility. And at, at the, at the end of the day, this is what the alpha mentality is. We're choosing to take control of our lives. We're choosing to abandon our beta mentality, which is to just react and to let our, and to let chaos control us and we take action. See, you acknowledge your own dating failures. You say, yeah, that was on me. I messed that up. Like I'm messing this up. I have to fix this or I'm never going to make anything work. I have to fix this, right? You don't blame it on other people. Now that's not to say that other people don't have a role in the failures too. They probably do, but we have to acknowledge our part of it, right? That's why it's a really big red flag when you date someone and all they're talking about is all how their exes are all trash, their exes are all toxic, their exes are all abusive. It's a huge red flag because I don't care how terrible someone's partner was, there's also something that they can acknowledge that they did wrong in that. And if they refuse to acknowledge that, that's a huge red flag, right? Because we all play a part in the failures. We all play a part. Uh, so that's number one. Number two. Understand that your role in these failures is probably coming from trauma that's blocking you from being able to genuinely and authentically interface with other humans. So not only do we have to acknowledge that we have failed and how we failed, but we also have to try to understand 
how that failure is inhibiting us from having a more successful dating life, right? So, so that's a problem solving element. We have to identify, then we have to figure out the why. I'm getting some viewers on here. I really appreciate you guys viewing. Uh, if you want to jump in and talk about this with me, feel free to drop me a comment on Facebook or on YouTube. I'll see it and I'll drop that link and you can join and we'll talk about this. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you guys viewing. I'm super happy that I've got some viewers. That's super awesome. So let's just keep rolling here. Uh, number three, look back into your past to see where this trauma or shadow material started. You can usually begin the search by looking for your fears and figuring out where those fears originated from. Now, see, for me, I had to look way back in my past, right? Because I had some shadow material about women that I had never addressed. And when I got out of my marriage, like it just came back bigger and stronger than ever. And I realized, you know, I've got some, I've got some wounds in me that are inhibiting the way I interact with women. So I had to look way, way back in my past, I actually was able to tie it to an incident in my early childhood that was really traumatizing to me. And it really changed. I, I, I believe that that incident really changed me as a person and caused me to skew my view of the world and especially of women. Right. So when I was, but see the way that we track that down in our past is by identifying the fears. So it's like in present day, what fear is causing you to be triggered? And then when did that fear begin? Like when was the first time that became real to you? Like what caused that fear way back? And if you can trace that back in my experience, you can look back and you can identify the individual trauma or, or the, the incidences of when this started. And I think that's really important. So, cause then you can, you can kind of identify it and you can study it and you can look it in the face. So you got to look that demon in the face. Number four, try to locate the formative experiences that shaped your now faulty worldview. And once again, that's that's very similar to the to the to number three, but we have to locate them, right? And then we have to figure out how they shaped our worldview. Uh, number five, come to the understanding that those experiences shaped you and that those learned behaviors are no longer serving you. So a lot of times we justify our wounds and our triggers and stuff. We justify it by saying, yeah, but I was hurt. So even once we identify the source of the wounds, uh, we try to blame that source for our current behavior or we justify with it or we rationalize with it. But see, in this step, you have to come to an understanding that that whatever happened to you, whatever bad thing happened to you, it resulted in wounds that changed your behavior that are now, and, and those changes of behavior are now hurting you. See, so, so that happened a long time ago, but it's still happening to you in the sense that it's still hurting you, but they're no longer the person doing it. Whoever did that to you, whatever happened, now you are doing it to yourself because you're looking back and you're just using it as justification, right? To act out your unhealthy behaviors. And that's going to hurt your experience, right? Um, so you've got to identify the behaviors that are no longer serving you and figure out, uh, oh no, that's number six. Okay. Number six, identify the behaviors that are no longer serving you and figure out what type of behavior you should, you should replace it with. So that's a really important thing. And this is part of my overarching, my, my whole system, right? Um, one of the, one of the key steps in my, in my dating system is you have to use powerful habits to fix yourself and fix your life. Right? So, so you have to identify habits and behaviors that are hurting you 
try to find out what the alternative should be and then replace them. But you need to build habits to do that. So you got to practice. That's the hard part. You can't just be like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Um, you've got to actually practice it, right? Um, that's really important for me. Like I dealt with, um, a, like I had abandonment issues really bad, right. In my life. And I, I could try, I trace that back. Right. But just cause you trace it back and you figure out what caused it, it doesn't get rid of the problem. You've got to, you know, do all the other steps too. You've got to acknowledge your failures in it, right. You've got to understand how it shaped you. And then you have to understand what behaviors it produced. And then you have to find the ones that are actually bad for you and then replace it with a good one. Right. So there's a, there's multiple parts to this. And then number seven, work on building powerful habits into your life that will serve as a means for replacing the old behavior with the new, which I've already kind of talked about. So again, you know, we come in with the powerful habits, but see, you, you got to practice and it takes about 30 days to make a new habit. So what you really have to do is you have to, you have to focus on that habit that you're going to change. And maybe it's best to do one at a time because trying to do too many will probably just, you know, you'll just forget about them or you you'll get overwhelmed, but you focus on something you want to change about yourself. And then you actively really change it intentionally. And you got to work at it for like 30 days. But see, once you start doing that, those good habits start to kick in and become automatic. And that's how you reprogram yourself. At least for me, that was really, really helpful. The hard work though, is like that initial time when you're tempted to act in the old way and you have to replace that behavior with a new behavior that's better. That's a lot of work. But if you can be self-aware about that, that's really, really helpful. That's super helpful, right? And then I'm going to continue this blog post. This all takes time and practice. Sometimes it takes years, but here's the good news. For me, it worked and it was worth it. And it continues to work. I still have to do this. This is never, this is a process that never stops unless you were born perfect and you've stayed perfect the whole time. This never stops. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, okay, okay. So again, it just goes into this. I'm trying to figure out what else to read from this blog post. Um, I continue to heal my trauma and my shadow material. I continue to let go of behaviors that are no longer serving me. And you know what? It actually works. Like my dating life has really never been better. My, my relationships have never been better. I can have better relationships with people. Um, you know, not just my girlfriend, but also, I mean, my family, my friends, you know, my parents, uh, even my relationships with people from the past, I, I've been able to do, to get through the anger, able to get through that resentment, right? Things that happened in the past, even people I don't talk to anymore. Um, the way I can think about them in my head isn't so negative, right? And it's because, of, but it's because I was able to deal with that. But if we don't deal with it, it's just going to keep coming back and it's going to keep biting you. And you're going to keep getting stuck in that cycle all like all over again, and it'll never end. And so, yeah, that is, that's really the the crux of it those those seven steps so i'm just going to go over them one more time um so you can you know really really get these through your mind and understand this process number one acknowledge your role in your dating failures number two understand that your role in these failures is probably coming from trauma that's blocking you from being able to genuinely and authentically interface with other humans number three look back into your past to see where this trauma or shadow material started you can usually begin the search by looking for your fears and figuring out where those fears are originating from. Number four, try to locate the formative experiences that shaped your faulty worldview. Five, come to the understanding that these experiences shaped you and that those learned behaviors are no longer serving you. 
six, <laughs> identify the behaviors that are no longer serving you, figure out what type of behavior you should replace them with. And then finally seven, work on building powerful habits into your life that will serve as a means for replacing the old behavior with the new behavior. And yeah, that is it. That is at least for me, a general overview of the process for how I was able to heal the wounds from my past and improve my dating life in the present. And uh, that's going to wrap this one up. If anyone uh, just here in the, like, you know, I, I um, there's a couple of viewers. If anyone here wants to, you know, jump in at the last minute, maybe chat about this, talk about this, feel free to drop that link while I just go through the, go through the, the house cleaning here at the end. Um, if, if you guys have made it this far, I really appreciate you watching the video. Um, please feel free to like uh, and comment and subscribe. Check my links below. I would encourage you to be checking my blog, joshuasagavis.com, because I blog almost every day now. And uh, sometimes that content isn't covered here, so you should go check it out. And you should also make sure to check out my podcast. You can find my podcast in the links below. It's the Joshua Casagavis podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. And the thing about my podcast is that um, it's very, like, like, like it's way less processed. So, you know, you just can catch a lot of things from me on the podcast that I'm not publishing anywhere else just because it's very raw and personal and just like real. It's just stuff I talk right into my phone sometimes in the moment while I'm thinking about things. So, you know, if you want to get a little more in depth with some of the things I talk about, you can go there and get more raw content. And so, yeah, those three channels where I publish most stuff. You can also follow me on social media, but I, I don't publish as much on there. And when I do though, it's pretty awesome. So feel free to like follow, comment, all that good stuff. All right. Well, that's going to wrap this one up. I really appreciate everyone who watched live and um, I really appreciate everyone who's watching after the fact. I always appreciate when you guys make it through all the, all the way through my videos or this will be on my podcast too. So I really appreciate you listening. Um, really appreciate every single view and click really helps my platform and helps me to continue to do what I do. So um, yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends, never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasagathis.com. Catch you on the flip side.